0: Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 274. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I am so happy that you are here to join us today. I am also thrilled to introduce our guest, Isabella Lundberg. Isabella is the CEO and founder of Legacy Leaders Academy. Welcome, Isabella. Good morning. I'm so happy to have you here. And I would love if you would share a bigger and better introduction, because I know what I did for you did not even do
1: you justice. So would you (laughs) mind sharing a little bit of your background, more of your background with the listeners? Sure, Kim. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show and i 'm super thrilled that we had a finally chance to do this together uh, in terms of my background. Um, I just started all from uh, you know traveling the world and, and and being exposed to so many different cultures and countries, and then bringing everything together by living in the United States, right. Uh, and really feeling in that country and land of opportunities where I felt like I have a blank canvas to do whatever I wanted to do. So with a lot of experimentation, and as you know, nobody's perfect, right? And a lot of trials and errors, I was able actually to collect great acumen of working with Fortune 500 companies, professional coaches and athletes, as well as very innovative uh, small businesses that truly wanted to make an impact and difference on large scale. Where are you from originally, Isabella? I grew up in former Yugoslavia. Uh, I was born um, in Sarajevo, uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and and I had a chance to live with two major cultures that is now separate two countries, Bosnia-Herzegovina and and Croatia. And my background is, uh, my ethnicity is Croatian. If you're familiar at all with the Balkan War and conflicts that occurred there, um, I was uh, as a result of what occurred um, during the era in late 90s, uh, early 90s, I'm sorry, um, as a teenager, Um, became very quickly um, refugee and immigrant and entrepreneur (laughs) and coach and trainer and interpreter and so many other roles as a result of event that one particular event changed my life forever.
0: Yeah, I am familiar. I was, and this is going to date me, but I was going through high school around that time. So it was very much a topic in, especially in our global studies classes. And even one of my friends actually had a an exchange student from Croatia. And so we heard a lot about what was going on in the the trials and tribulations and just all the I don't want to say drama because that doesn't even begin to express. I can't even imagine being a refugee. Where have your travels taken you and what were your what have been your favorite places to visit?
1: Obviously, had a journey where I was, uh, as a young woman, uh, barely um, 19 at the time, I lived on my own in five different countries. Um, my journey started from Austria, Germany, Sweden, uh, obviously, then United States. Um, but then, when I established myself, I found my new home in Denver, Colorado. And from there, I was really able to explore this beautiful country that we're part of, um, traveling to 44 states and over 40 countries worldwide, which really gave me so much perspective. What is going on, not only economically, politically, uh, but also to really see what is happening around world with people, right? Where their interests are, where their passions are, and how these certain cultures really uh, create most amazing either innovative ideas, but also um, elements that really make us um, kind of look at and deflect, you know, it's like, oh, well, look at what they're doing versus what we could do, and then kind of depict what works best for you, right? So when you ask me the question, uh, where was the most uh, amazing opportunity or, or what did I like the best, it's really hard to answer in very single one prong approach because there's just so much to it, Right. But some places that I would love to go back for sure are New Zealand and uh, some of the islands between Australia and New Zealand. I obviously love Asia. But where I find the most intriguing, obviously, are some of the um, areas also, um, believe it or not, North America.
0: I love how you mentioned, number one, how beautiful the country is. And number two, how much you learn just by looking at other cultures and countries especially in light of what is going on in America right now. And I never want to date. So I'm not going to date when we're recording this. And listeners, I would say, don't even look at the date of when it's released. But no matter where we are and when it is, there's always something to to look at as beauty and marvelous about wherever we are. And I was watching a TED Talk recently that was looking at the different economic statuses of people in different countries lower class, middle class, upper class, and how no matter where people were in different countries, upper class in, let's just say, well, not China, but I'm just trying to think of upper classes could be something completely different from what upper class in America is. And that just made me feel so blessed. I'm not upper class, but no matter what we're going through, there's always something that we
1: can look at and be and feel extremely grateful for. Absolutely, Kim. And and what is so beautiful is if we look at the things that really differentiate us, we'll always see things that are different, right? And then also ultimately separate us. But we also look at from different perspective of things that, you know, as, as I always say, common language of nonverbal, that smile, the heartfelt hug, those things that connect us and they make us human and really show the different tapestry of humanity. Uh, because I also had a privilege to work with people from over 80 countries worldwide and learn firsthand first hands about their traditions, beliefs, um, different approaches to things. That, that I have to say, that was the most priceless life experience. And I always joke right for everything, restless MasterCard. But for that priceless experience, I came with a value on it because really changed uh, and, and and deepened so many things within myself and with my work, with the approaches that I do and everything I touch. So uh, I, as a result, I found that to be wealthiest in skill and knowledge and awareness, because I allowed that, right? And I think if we do that, from whatever we sit, we'll be much more richer uh, from that depth of that human connection, which I think deeply down, ultimately, everybody's seeking and looking for.
0: Oh, without a doubt. I agree with everything that you just said. Would you mind sharing more about Legacy Leaders Academy and what you do?
1: Well, absolutely. Um, see, I started in Europe as an educator, and when I came to U.S., I got additional underground based on my experience in global business management. And what happens is initially when I was teaching and working with kids, I quickly realized kids are going home. And you can relate to that because you're the mother of beautiful children. And and, and now you know it's sometimes they drive you crazy, but their careers, they're energetic, they're learning, they're supporting one another. And it's so great to grow up in this health environment with siblings, right? That is what I used to have. And everything absolutely changed in in a second. And then looking these different dynamics with the children, I realized how much these kids are going back in environments and they are not, not necessarily the healthiest one. And whatever as an educator will try to do will kind of undo to some extent because I saw a lot of um, different parenting styles and kids really being in turmoil and different behavioral patterns, right? Then I realized when I came to US and start working in corporate America and then also with entrepreneurs in parallel. I recognized very quickly how much actually more impact I can have teaching and educating and working and coaching and training with adults, which in some ways I'm sure you can relate to because you do that as well. Absolutely. And then reason came why I why I got to this conclusion, whatever we do on adult level, and we us to learn, right? And share the skill and knowledge. That adult will take it everywhere they go. Either it's their work, other it's their home, other it's their um, classroom where they will have an impact on others. And I think it's extremely essential uh, to really look at how that echoes and disseminates uh, even that one aha moment or one thing that they will have an epiphany to uh, be better and be greater. So now to circle back, what, how this legacy leaders academy came about uh i realized that so many adults really wanted to live meaningful life beyond the paycheck the title the status the position the house or whatever it is for some people right Or, or or money or or the car or beautiful wife or kids When we look at all of that, how we measure accomplishments and status, and I love what you said, that middle class or upper class have a completely different values and meaning depending upon which culture you're in. So... I realized that many of them really want to work on their legacy of something that is so meaningful and impactful now, not when they pass away, not when it's going to be recognized hundreds of years later, but absolutely now. And then Legacy Leaders Academy came in as a great way to bring legacy leaders Um, to help one another to truly do things that matter that can make an impact on others Um, so one of my slogan is leave a legacy legacy that matters because so many things we do it's so easy to get wrapped up in but on the end of the day do they really matter and to who they matter to
0: isabella say that one more time But not the whole thing, the the motto, because it was so beautiful, but I I can't repeat it unless you repeat it one more time. Sure, absolutely. Leave a legacy, legacy that matters. Did I just mess that all up?
1: No, you didn't. Leave a legacy, a legacy that matters, and then be the legend in your legendary way. That is
0: so extremely beautiful. And I have to share with you and the listeners, it took more than 35 years that's my best guess, more than 35 years to realize that what mattered most in my life was not how much money I had. Because I was living every day prior to that thinking, everything will be better when, or I'll be happy when, or will be great when. And then I went through my own journey and realized everything is great now. So how can I share this with the world? And it was like the light bulb came on. Yes, my house is a mess and my kids are crazy and I have way too animals. By the way, I have cats up for adoption if any listeners want some, but it's a blessed life because we have everything that we need and anything that we don't have, we probably don't need anyway.
1: That is so beautiful, Kim, and and it's amazing that we really live a life by our own design and by our own meaning, by our own purpose, and by our own values, right? Because what I remember when I came to US with, with traditions and beliefs and different upbringing that I have been exposed, but then also the other, you know, countries in Europe, I looked at what is typical approach here in US, and everything was like, okay, elementary school, then high school, then college, then marriage, then house, then car, then husband, then kids. And everything was kind of like a blueprint. But the blueprint that worked maybe hundreds of years ago or 50 years ago, or maybe that worked still for so many people, but wasn't necessarily my blueprint. I did not res- resonate with that. So to me, life was disrupted, not because of my willing, right? So now I have to look at what I can do and pick up the pieces based on what I am in control of and Things don't get in all that order and it's great and it's okay. And then just living in a moment and, and have that, that works, uh, again, for you and your family without stressing about things that truly do not matter because we believed that that is the way to be. That's where really we disconnect from truly who we are, what we're meant to do. And then from our own internal happiness.
0: Oh, absolutely. Isabella, what did you want to be when you were a little
1: girl? See, I had a dream. I had a dream to be Olympian, more than anything in the world. But I was a little, tall, uh, skinny girl, petite, uh, I mean, sorry, a little girl, uh, but really shy. And then I grew up in this skinny little kid um, that my father used to call me from affection point, Olive Oil, from Cartoon, because I was just like still skinny, twiggy girl that a lot of guys or boys will say... You know, it will never be anything because for them, being an athlete was all about men dominating the industry and being Olympian was for the best of the best. And I realized very quickly how little was invested in sports for men versus women. Um, and it was amazing to also very quickly depict that even though I wanted to do that, my dream may not realize because of environment I was in. But then I found other avenues how I can live what I wanted to do and I wanted to be educator the main reason why I wanted to change influence of those kids at that time to believe that they can be anything they wanted to be and if I maybe try harder or had more supporters maybe my dream would actualize but regardless of that I never left the dream far away I 've always been fascinated by Olympics, and why realize why because that 's the only way in my mind uh, sporting events of best of the best around the world to come together so that we can really root and support but also show all these beautiful nations and their representatives of of wide range of sports to show us what they 're capable of, and that's to me it 's still the dream that lives. Every two years, from winter to Olympics, uh, to to summer Olympic games.
0: I did not realize, and now I am dating it. Darn it! Now I have to go back and redo what I just said. But
1: I did not <laughs> realize that we're actually
0: in an Olympic year, so I'm actually very excited because there aren't very many things that I watch on television. But I had no idea until just a couple, actually just a couple
1: of days ago, that we are within a few weeks of the Winter Olympics for 2018. Absolutely. And they're happening in South Korea. And when you also think about, as you mentioned earlier, how politics, economies and different things affecting uh, how we think, how we act, what we do, right? How we consume information. Uh, this is going to be really significant on so many levels and hopefully will bring world together and show, again, what is truly always intended with those Olympics from centuries ago to really future, again, athletes uh, and their capacity to uh, show their strength and yes, that reflects on physical, but what I also learned uh, came from working with professional coaches and athletes um, in elite sports, how important it is, obviously, that mindset and, and will and drive and passion and that internal mental game from mental and emotional capacity to really deal with um, the fear factors and and everything that really slow us down or, or kill our dreams or, or never let us to try or never... Um, allowed us to really um, go places or do something that we always desired to do.
0: Absolutely. We can let our circumstances define us or we can overcome them. And by overcoming, we can be the best of the best.
1: Very, very true.
0: I would love to go back if you don't mind. And because it's so important to me that listeners understand that we can overcome any circumstances. So and listeners, you know that none of these chats are ever pre-rehearsed, pre-scripted to be totally honest, I have no idea where they're going to go ever. <laughs> what did your journey as a refugee look like? Did you have to leave in the middle of night of the night with nothing? Because you and yourself have overcome and become such a success story. I mean, not, I'm not saying that where you were before was not a success story, but people often want to be stuck in the circumstances and think that it's never going to get better. Would you mind
1: sharing a little bit more about what that journey looked like for you? Sure. It's very true. Um, And one of the things I have to say, uh, I was blessed to have a most amazing father and also great, great mentor, my grandma. And they gave me amazing foundation that really helped me to navigate and deal the most awful, unspeakable uh, events. Um, I have to... uh, really make a very hard decision. And I share parts of that story, my book, the world messenger from fear, um, from fear to greatness and the reason why i did this not only i I, I overcame healing obviously and everything else but people insisted as it is about it's important for people to have opportunity to know so that they can navigate and put things in perspective what they're dealing with you know um it's maybe not as as challenging or difficult as they may think but i also leverage professional coaches and athletes that i interviewed from six continents as well as uh, business leaders, to really kind of show parallel. And why I'm bringing this up because uh, so many of us endured so much. And in my experience, when you have to make a decision, uh, are you going to spread propaganda news to save your dad, or you have to uh, let your dad go and 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 go through family values and let him die in peace, um, the way uh, and respect his wish was the most challenging epiphany, uh, in my life. And I, again, was very, very young at the time. And again, at the strength, the belief, uh, the love, uh, unconditional love that he had towards me and not willingness to, uh, jeopardize, um, who I am and what I'm about. Um, really became my mantra through everything I had to endure. When you think about it, um, I lived in five countries. English is my sixth language. I had to learn language, the culture, adopt, adjust with no parents. Um, And on top of it, I also had my diabetic sister um, as my uh, dad's big task uh, when he said, Isabella, I know you can't save me and I don't want you to save me. I want to die here. But... I want you to save your sister. He knew that he needed to give me an amazing big goal uh, that will preoccupy me and not make me be self distracted but more um, to really push for something that at that time, I also felt its mission impossible. But then again, I had to face fears and think every second with strategy, with different ways and approaches, how I'm going to make that happen. And wasn't easy, but uh, the journey was, uh, needless to say, full of true danger, not just perceived fear. And on top of it, the fear that I will not be able to fulfill the promise. And more than anything, I wanted to do that. So I was sure just the ending end up. End up yes, I saved my sister, and she's thriving in Sweden. And uh, being an amazing leader, she changed her degree and became um, head nurse uh, and um, nurse that specialized in care and diabetes and helped so many diabetics in clinics in Sweden and being such a valuable voice of what it means um, to help others, right? But in the same time, um, I felt... I can't explain to you, Kim, the level of magnitude uh, and gratitude to, to know that I fulfilled what I said I will do and I found a way. And I've had to face all those fears on that journey. And as a result, made me way stronger and helped me out then to face all the other fears and challenges I encountered since then, specifically in the country that we live in, and everything that is so changing radically on daily basis.
0: You have just blown my mind because it's one thing to be taking care of yourself with, and I'm not saying that you have no health conditions that had to be addressed, but it's one thing if we're a healthy being with no significant health issues that need to be addressed and we are running for our lives, but it's another to be taking care of somebody else, number one, I mean, I I can't imagine running with even one of my children. I would do it. You know, I would do it because that's where my heart is and because I love them dearly and I will do anything to protect my children. But I I don't even have a diabetic child to handle. And I can't imagine just the fear of where am I going to get more insulin? How am I going to take care of making sure that blood sugar is taken care of? And I don't mean to bring humor into this conversation but my son and I have been watching um, the walking dead and that has come up in my mind before because my sister is a diabetic uh-huh and i've often thought about what would they do you know there's there's a baby that's born in the show what do you do if the mother's not around you know how do you get what you need and when there's a will there's a way for any for anything in our life absolutely i don't know whether to say congratulations or congratulations isn't the the right word by far, but great job. And that's not even just, you're blowing my mind. So thank you. That was so weak, but I I just, you've left me speechless, obviously, because now I'm all tongue tied and listeners, you've heard me have brain farts before. That's actually where I am right now. I just don't know how to word it properly.
1: It's okay. You, you're you doing great, Kim. And th- what I really wanted to share that I am not super wonder woman and have more than anybody else capacity to either love or overcome or face fears. But I definitely had a fair more fair shares of those fears and issues that I knew if I will just accept, I didn't want to be statistics of, refugees that we see are shared around the world, what that looks like, feels like, what it is. And majority of people never knew that I came actually in this country as a refugee. They never even think about it because they cannot fund them that also somebody can be a refugee that is educated, that is accomplished, that is strong, that is all these uh, things that they just cannot see the other side of the coin of it. And that is also a great conversation and opportunity to dispel some of those uh, myths, but also the fears that others affect you know, that politically uh, right now, from right or wrong reasons, everybody are here to take away some something from someone, or that we're all terrorists, or that we're all whatever. Because on the end of the day, I have to say, nobody choose ever. I did not meet one single one refugee in the, this planet Earth, either from a war-torn country or uh, due to environmental issues that they have to relocate and move and seek uh, and start their life from from scratch that volunteered and said, this is what I chose and this is what I wanted to be. And I never really re- accepted that labeling uh, and I never let that labeling define me. And that's where I'm at where I'm today.
0: Isabella, I actually just went and did a quick search for what all the definitions are for refugee, because it occurred to me that we can be refugees from our own circumstances. But unfortunately, Miriam, Miriam Webster Dictionary didn't really support my, my idea necessarily. But I think that we can be always running from whatever we can be running from war in our own personal lives and in our own upbringing, and just like you were just saying we can we can stay and we can follow the herds or we can make something better absolutely, so take us deeper into legacy leaders. Could you share something more specific about what you do
1: sure i I obviously do, I work for um, Fortune 500 companies as um, as an executive coach and consultant and a lot of times as advisory, right? And I help with innovative approaches of technology and change and transformation. But what I also realize, I also help internal on the talent and team level and helping uh, teams to be more effective. And I know this sounds very corporate-ish, but then when you look at deep down, what I do is help people to really get their back passion thereby so that they can be the most effective they can be. And then to actualize their greatness. I usually, and this is what I'm saying. Everything that we want is on the other side of the fear, right? But then how do we actualize? And a lot of times environments that we're in, either working or living environments, sometimes both don't give us um, env- a proper foundation to make things happen. So I do um, create a, I have a curricula that I help and train um, individuals who wanted to actualize uh, their potential by uh, really tabbing into passion that really wanted to um, make a difference. For me, everything is understanding somebody's motivation, why somebody wants to do something. When people just say, "I want to be influencer," <laughs> okay, why? You know, so what do you want to influence, and how do you want to influence? Or if people say, "I really want to make sure that I am on the right path and develop my leadership skills," again, why? So that ultimately, what, everything leads to that deeper meaning and self actualization through the passion and true, genuine interest so that they can be more effective in what they're trying to do. So I have situations when I work with executive privately who wants to be a better leader and lead his team and really create a more innovative uh, approaches in what they're doing in healthcare space, which is amazing. And I know they're going to impact hundreds and thousands and millions of people. But the question is, again, how do you navigate different personalities? How do you work effectively with those teams? Do you have a right team, right? You know more than anybody, Kim, how important it it is to know to have a right group of individuals to share the vision, and and that doesn't always happen even with a lot of coaching and training, and definitely not many of individuals have the natural um, capacity. So, from legacy leaders' perspective, um, it is opportunity to really understand of anything that we want to do you're like you're creating amazing content kim you're already um raising the bar for women what's possible as a mother as 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 so many things that defines who you are right you're already living legacy not what you're going to leave but what you're living at every single day and actualizing it so that's kind of um The way I work, depending on scenarios, and sometimes they're not necessarily as robust, sometimes very specific, but ultimately accumulated steps to something that maybe you never even thought yourself you could actualize and make it happen, or what this uh, this, process will lead you to, or where will take you next, right? And then also, obviously, opportunities to connect Uh, with um, serial entrepreneurs and leaders and decision makers and be able to unify and and make things faster, greater, and how do we can then, um, you know, be involved in large projects, uh, either from humanitarian efforts that I do, either is solely from uh, merger and acquisitions and making companies better, stronger as a result of, you know, what market is uh, requiring but through that lens of, of, of leadership and, and the lens of legacy, is this something that matters or is it just pure profit? Is it something that's going to create an impact, but impact is going to really better others or just yourself?
0: What do you see as being some of the biggest challenges with your clients?
1: The biggest challenges with the clients is that they are in different stages of life and they really lose track of priorities and they lose track of their own um, why. But beside that, fear factor. And again, I interviewed people from six continents that face fear on a daily basis. And when I did, I really became very attuned what the fears we are having right now. And believe, Kim, I'm just going to share top five. But of course, the number one everybody's kind of dancing around is a failure or not. And what I found actually is a fear of rejection. We're in a society right now that we're so petrified to do any move of anything. I mean, not, you know, it's like, because if we don't really face the fear of rejection and that is okay to be rejected and receive the no, and it's not that sentence, just the way we're programmed and trained. And for a lot of people creates so much emotional distress that they rather will not try anything. And as a result, the fear of failure is the second one because it's kind of the end between those two. So when you break from both of those, it's amazing what can happen. Unless you ask, unless you seek out, unless you dare, obviously nothing's going to move or it will be moving in very small increments. And then, of course, fear on on, because we want to know everything, how it's going to unfold. If I do this, am I going to get that? Just the speed of how we consume information and where we're headed and what we're trying to do, it just really... um shows that with all information that's on our fingertips, we want to know for certain that this is going to pan out the way we want it. And and, and that creates a lot of friction. And by being not allowing and, and just wanted to know everything and f- sometimes forcing everything, right, that unknown, it's not any more than what, what, what naturally possibly could happen. When you already have preconceived motion, when you already have, um, sense of how something should go does not l- allow you to be anything else than in that very confined sterile space.
0: Isabella, if you had access to a time machine or a crystal ball that could show you your
1: future, would you use them? <laughs> I I feel like I am building stuff with intention that, I I already know where I'm going, that I don't have to know what what crystal ball is validated or not, because everything that I'm being validated so far, it's just showing that I'm on the right track where I Mm -hmm. need it to be. So... To me, I can't explain that because when you when you live and survive, and, and I have to say my life was so many times in dangers that at least 10 major instances was life and death situation for me, and I'm still alive. So it is bigger reason why I'm obviously here, and I strongly believe in that. I'm not taking that lightly. So I, I just know that it is a bigger journey for me to be accomplished, and I know also that I'm on that track. Because I get validation, there's so many uh, avenues almost on a daily basis.
0: I need to share. My oldest son was not planned. Actually, now that I think about it, none of my children were planned. And, <laughs> you know, I think of the movie Back to the Future, where Biff, I think Biff gets the, but he gets a hold of the to- of the DeLorean, and he goes back, and he gets the the book, and then he majorly alters the path of the future. And while none of my children were planned and there have been a lot of struggles, I'm not, I'm not saying it was because of the children, but just a lot of struggles that happened over the course of those 16 years. I would never want to go back and change that because if I did, I wouldn't be here right now. And I wouldn't be, I would be chasing income still trying to get to the top of the corporate ladder in the field of interior, interior design and architecture. And I wouldn't have known that there was anything outside of that. So I love that you said that. And I don't know where I'm going. I, I know where I want to go. And I guess I need to change that mindset. I do know where I'm going if I, when I, see, listeners, you got to take out those ifs. <laughs> when I keep on working and taking, even if they're just baby steps daily, when I keep on taking them. But I wouldn't want to change that for the world because everything that I've experienced so far and everything that you've experienced so far has brought you to where you are today.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And when I look back, as you said, you know, um, it's it's a reason. And and sometimes we don't understand what is the reason because when we're in the pain, when we're into all that turmoil, when we're in conflict, when we're feeling like we're not either enough or we can't do it by ourselves, or whatever. But when you look at all of that um, back. 10, 15, 20 years ago, you really then see the stepping stones that make you uh, who you are today and prepare you who you're going to be tomorrow. And I and I, and as you said, changing and altering will not give you the path, uh, but also will not give you the outcome. And some of those outcomes, right? We celebrate, we want it, we, we're happy about it. And then amaz- amazing things are yet to unfold, right? And I really strongly believe that we are yet to see some most amazing things that uh, we are producing as a result, not just only on mindset, but will and desire, right, to, uh, to do this um, and, and add this extra work uh, and extra curricula to help others like you're doing with this podcast to impact female listeners around the world and, and make a big difference in their lives on personal and professional level, right?
0: Oh, Absolutely. And I've just recently shared, as of the time of this recording, I had just recently shared that I was trying to read one book at a time in 2018. But thanks to one of my mentors, Cough Cough, Cliff Ravenscraft, I started reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks last night.
1: Have you read that? No, I did not add that yet.
0: It is, the subtitle is Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level. And one of the questions that he starts with, Right now is basically and I, I can't remember because the book is not right in front of me, so I can't remember exactly, but is are you ready to live a life where you, where you are happy every day?
1: Mm, so deep.
0: And to me that was just a wow. Like, am I ready? Because I have seen and he and he shares in the book how so many people they have something amazing going for them, but then they self sabotage themselves because they're just not used. To having such an amazing life. So, so many of us will do something just because we're not used to that constant
1: happiness. It's true because every time in the past, right, uh, when I was there, like I, when I look at everything that I loved was taken away from me or everything that I identified with was perished. And then I would, whatever I would accomplish, I would feel like, oh my God, yeah, I have this now, but what if something again happens again? And when it happens too many times, that's where the really, truly reprogramming has to happen so that you can really allow uh, other circumstances to enter in your life. And happiness is internal work and took me years to figure out how true that is and how actualize that within myself, no matter what, no matter rejections, no matter what's happening externally. And just to smile and be giggly and be the kid that I was with this big, huge wandering eyes keeping as a six-year-old. I still skip on the streets, Kim. And the reason I'm bringing this up, when you have that internal happiness, that's, that is like being child again. And being youthful and fit and energetic and not caring about 99% things that truly do not matter. And when you strip all of that, what do you find that's the most amazing, exhilarating essence? And, and, and I can see that who, who, who is already exhibiting that and who is on their path to get there. And I can see who is stuck and who just stubbornly wants to stay there. And the best part is we can choose also who we associate with and, and with individuals that can help us to preserve that energy and preserve that innocence and, and, and that open-mindedness and eagerness and drive and passion just to come naturally for things that we really know it's us versus what we are indoctrinated to think and believe that it's us. Isabella, what do you do? Let me rephrase that. How do you ensure that you live
0: the most positive day possible? Do you have any rituals in your day?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm waking up er, early. I, I am blessed to have this most amazing view uh, of, my build, of my apartment in my building, um, this gorgeous state of art where I have these windows from t- top to floor, 16 feet ceiling uh, that really opens the world of this amazing glass wall and seeing the energy of city of downtown but not only that that i wake up every morning with sunrise in my city that i love it means so much to me and with that sunrise i start my morning ritual meditation and, and 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 i always wake up happy how can you not be happy because sun is there and 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 then gets on your face and and it just it is that peacefulness and and this positive energy right oh, and i, I love always that. and i already always have the moments when i'm like uh, you know visualize or affirm what i would like to unfold and i already have action packed agenda and i already excited to meet and see all these people and 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 then bringing my A game and, and I already see how is going to unfold. And 99% is exactly how I seen it. And, and, and that beauty is like, I'm excited to get up and I'm excited to get moving and, you know, nurture my body and, and, and mind. And sometimes I also do a quick meditation that is guided. And regardless, uh, that is kind of uh, that first, you know, few minutes for me. Uh, uh far away from social media text messages and everything else and then you know obviously um healthy breakfast to nurture my body and getting ready and go and and then naturally i have to say i have energy to sustain me throughout the day that i don't need necessarily coffee i'm not necessarily stuck you know i need to have this in order to have that none of that for me it's more about you know um I'm ready, let's roll up and make it happen and then and, and just go at it. And uh but I also have a ritual throughout the day and specifically depending on what I needed to, to do, I also have a ritual on the end of the day. And and I have to say but a lot of times we forget a to celebrate our successes, celebrate our blessings, to celebrate uh some amazing momentos. What did I learn? What was a ha moment? What did I learn from who I did learn? And then I've really preserve that. Um, And one thing I start actually doing, and you probably will be laughing, Kim, I have, I read years ago about this little gratitude jar where you put these epiphanies or great moments and create a little sticky slip or whatever and write something down that really was amazingly impactful to you. And then to throw that in that little jar, write it up and um, on the end of the year or whenever you feel down. To go back to the jar, and I find that to be little nuggets and treasures that reminds me when things are really rocky, when things really don't go the way not only I wanted, but really um, could make a major, major breakthroughs for so many people. Right, and sometimes we don't have controls of those outcomes. To really still say, okay, maybe I'm not seeing the picture yet, but maybe it's a bigger reason behind it, but still to be okay with that. And and then go back to something positive and remember moments that, again, puts me back in that state of my internal peace and happiness.
0: I don't think that that is silly at all. And the only reason I would laugh at it is just thinking about a gratitude jar in my house. I can just see what my little's who are three-year-old twins and a four-year-old, they would be in it all the time. However, I do, I've been designing the positive productivity planner for some time and it does have a space on each daily thread as well as in the weekly reflection and the monthly reflection to look back over the month and write down what most grateful for in the day, in the month, in the quarter. And I, and I think it's so important that we do that. And so often I find myself, Isabella, at the end of the day, I'm completely exhausted. I do make a point of writing down my agenda for the next day. But so often I forget to just flip it over and go to that box that says, what am I most grateful for today? Because I I don't know. I I just, I'm tired, you know, but I think it's so important. You, You've just given me a little kick in the bum to make sure to flip it over and do that every day.
1: And definitely that's help us reflect and then also help us to restart for the next day with that same exhilarating um, joy and happiness to move forward, right?
0: Absolutely. Thank you for that reminder. Listeners, remember what you're grateful every single day. Isabella, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing about your journey and, and how you are making a greater impact on the world around us. It is so appreciated. Where can listeners connect with you online and get to know more about you?
1: They can uh, connect through um, um, theworldmessenger.com, theworldmessenger.com. I also have a very special for your audience, for anybody who is eager to learn more. I have a free book special. You just pay for shipment if you'd like to. um, I will gladly sign in and send it to you. And if any of those golden nuggets uh, resonate, uh, you will have more, I guarantee, in that book. But also, I am uh, very much so involved and uh, on LinkedIn. So... Yes, you can connect with me on Facebook and all the other media, but LinkedIn is the one if you want to make a tremendous strides and impact in your business from a business standpoint, but also connect and align with others that can help you to thrive. um, That's definitely uh, another avenue um, that you can find me. And again, my spelling of my name, it's a little bit unique. So it's I-Z-A-B-E-L-A, Lundberg, O l u n d b e r g Isabella Lundberg. So you will be able to find me very easily.
0: Thank you so much. Listeners, if you're driving or at the gym or just completely busy right now, don't burn your dinner. You can find all the URLs on the show notes page at thugkimsutton.com forward slash PP274. Thank you again so much, Isabella. Do you have a golden nugget or a parting piece of advice that you can offer to listeners?
1: Absolutely. One golden nugget that really constantly is uh, helping me out to uh, thrive is the one that ex- to express the love and joy on a daily basis and, 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 and share that with others. Do not fear it. Just be in that loving, beautiful space as much as you can be. It's infectious and will get you whenever you want it to get.
0: Have you requested your seven-day free version of the Positive Productivity Planner yet? If not, I want to encourage you to go over to thekimsutton.com forward slash 7DP and pick up your copy today. This free version of the planner is going to help get you on track of leading a more positive and productive personal and professional life. Again, you can get your copy at thekimsutton.com forward slash 7DP.